Hey there, this is Chris Abraham, Chris Cast, Season 2, Episode 10. This is a thought experiment exploring the extremely amusing idea that the Donald Trump presidency was a self-inflicted red flag um, inside job perpetrated by Clinton and her posse and inflicted on us in much the same way that 9-11 brought us together. And this is going to, uh, and this has, and this will have, driven Americans to the left and driven Americans towards more progressive ideals to more of a Western European mindset rather than a, I don't know, nationalistic, populist, uh, fascist mindset. And uh, I'm going to explore that uh, in this episode. The idea that uh, Donald Trump was a plant, that he was a stooge, that he was paid for his time, um, and the pay was probably debt forgiveness, the pay was def- was probably uh, turn the other cheek. Um, the the payment um, just required him to indulge in a four year at least reality show where during which he would be endlessly harangued, and for that he would uh, all of his sins would be absolved, um, and of course. All these, all these uh, senatorial and congressional censors, uh, cen- censor, and um, being constantly impeached, and even the post-presidency impeachment that will never, will never come to pass will never be indicted or or um never be uh if you will prosecuted to the full extent of the law and uh let's explore that after the break isn't that an interesting interesting thought experiment Welcome back. This is Chris Abraham, Season 2, Episode 10. The theme being that uh, Donald Trump, for the entire time he was in office, was in fact playing a role. And he was a traditional uh, fiscal conservative of the New York City variety. He doesn't have a uh, anti-Semitic Nazi uh, bone in his body, aside from being of German extraction and surrounded by people who 
uh, look Germanic in nature. Um, and he's quite possibly uh, not racist, not bigoted, or anything to that effect. He is just playing the role. As I've said before, uh, there are two roles that are the most popular in uh, professional wrestling. Hey, Google, what is a wrestling heel? According to Wikipedia, in professional wrestling, a heel is a wrestler who portrays a villain, bad guy, or rule breaker, and acts as an antagonist to the faces, who are the heroic protagonist or good guy characters. Hey, Google, what is a wrestling face? Here's a summary from Wikipedia. In professional wrestling, a face is a heroic, good guy, or fan favorite, wrestler, booked by the promotion with the aim of being cheered by fans. Traditionally, they wrestle within the rules and avoid cheating while behaving positively towards the referee and the audience. Sounds pretty interesting to me. Uh, I believe that the last four years have been a um, an event, not unlike 9-11 or uh, any, any such event, that uh, brings people together to rally towards a common goal and rally against a common enemy. And in this case, the common goal is climate change. The common, common goal is justice. The common goal is equality. The common goal is egalitarianism. The common goal is a modern economy and a modern transportation system with modern fuel sources and a vision of a modern uh, class that is mostly um, digital workers, white-collared workers, and um, an academic and uh, financial class. This is, uh, in my, in my, um, in my uh, brain, in my imagination here, um, this is according to the quote by George W. Bush, this is an attempt to um, take the primitive things away from our culture and evolve into a new world order. Not the crazy new world order uh, of the Illuminati, but more of a civilized world vis-a-vis those uh, countries in Western Europe that we so admire, like um, Denmark and Sweden and uh, even the UK and Germany and France. Um, And this is how it's going to be kicked. It's going to be kicked by uh, drawing contrasts um, in terms of America. The uh, let's see if we can get Google to help us. Let's try after the break. Thank you.
Hey there, this is Chris Abraham, Chris Cass, Season 2, Episode 10. This is uh, based on a thought experiment that Donald Trump was just playing a role, was being funded, promoted, and sourced by the Clintons, the Obamas, whomever, uh, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, I don't know. Uh, I didn't think this all the way through. But it's it's definitely what my buddy Mark thinks is true, that um, obviously Trump isn't nearly as bad as he is being portrayed and has been portrayed over the last four years because he's never been thrown in prison. He's never served any time. He's never really been uh, censored um, at all. He has only been um, amusedly insulted and teased and mocked um but honestly if anybody wanted to put him in prison they could have if anybody had enough of a beef with him department of justice i mean the fbi somebody could find a way of putting him in jail so he's never achieved that level of infamy and he never will because in this thought experiment, he was merely hired for the role of the president for four years or so in order to um, in order to bring the country left uh, to to recruit new Democrats and then to move the party, the Democratic Party left, uh, and also, and this is Mark's theory to destroy uh, the right, to demolish the GOP, to geld it, to make it so that it will never be a viable option for president ever again, and to revile um, and effectively uh, drum those types of conservatives, the social conservatives, drum them out of the core, make sure that... Um, they have very few options, making sure that they either convert or suffer. I mean, one thing that they forgot is that there's probably a hundred million Americans who are uh, at least who are who are socially conservative. So there's that hump. But was very effective in his primary goal, which is to move the Democrats left, to move the country left, at least half the country further left, to make the words socialism and progressive uh, not a dirty word, uh, to normalize guys like um, uh, women like AOC and guys like, um, oh, what's his name? Uh... Hey, Google, what's the senator from Vermont? Vermont senators are Bernie Sanders and Patrick Leahy. Bernie Sanders. To normalize Bernie Sanders and uh, AOC and uh, other um, self-professed socialist um, members of, of Congress and the Senate. So this is, he served his purpose in the same way that 9-11 made us rally against rally together i mean 
rallying against terrorism was an arbitrary focus, right? There was an opportunity after 9-11 happened to rally the country uh, upon a common foe. And that foe was, you know, um, hey, Google, who is the uh, antagonist in the book 1984? O'Brien. According to Wikipedia, O'Brien is a fictional character and the main antagonist in George Orwell's 1949 novel, 1984. Um, oh, I forgot the name. Is it... Um, hey, Google, what's the character Goldstein in 1984? According to Wikipedia... Emmanuel Goldstein is a fictional character in George Orwell's 1949 dystopian novel, 1984. He is the principal enemy of the state, according to the party of the totalitarian Oceania. So, in terms of the 1984 narrative, Emmanuel Goldstein um, was the enemy in much the same way that Osama bin Laden was the enemy uh, after 9-11 and uh, Mohammed Atta. And then, of course, in the last four years, the enemy has been Donald Trump. The enemy hasn't even been, um, uh, hasn't even been um, the, hey, Google, who's the leader of North Korea? Kim Jong-un is the supreme leader of North Korea. Yeah, but for the entire time that, uh, that um, Trump was in office, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, is was nowhere and hey google who's the leader of iran the president of iran is hassan rouhani hassan rouhani and hey google uh who is assad from syria according to wikipedia bashar hafez al-assad is a syrian politician who has been the 19th president of syria since the 17th of july 2000 in addition, he is the commander-in-chief of the Syrian Armed Forces and regional secretary of the Arab Socialist Ba'ath Party's branch in Syria. So these are our traditional enemies, but the entire last four years, the only enemy has been Donald Trump. So obviously it's part of the narrative, right? Um, Emmanuel Goldstein, extremely unfortunately Jewish name, was the constant uh, uh, enemy of the state of 1984. Um and then Osama bin Laden, you know, whomever, uh, Hitler, uh, Donald Trump, and uh, and I guess now it'll be um, Putin again. Or, you know, at some point it was, uh, um, uh, Khrushchev, or, hey Google, who is the Russian president before, um, 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 uh, According to simple Wikipedia, Boris, Boris Yeltsin. Yeltsin was the first president of Russia, Vladimir Putin was second and fourth, and Dmitry Medvedev was the third. Hey Google, who are, hey Google, who are the leaders of the Soviet Union? According to Wikipedia, Alexei Rykov succeeded Lenin as chairman of the Sovnarkom and although he was de jure the most powerful person in the country, but in fact all power was concentrated in the hands of the Troika, the union of three influential party figures, Grigory Zinoviev, Joseph Stalin and Lev Kamenev. Hey Google, who is the president before Gorbachev? 
Sure, here's some helpful information I found on the web. So Leonid Brezhnev was from 64 to 82. Yuri and Dropoff was from 82 to 84. Konstantin Chernyenko was from 84 to 85. Mikhail Gorbachev was from 85 to 91. Interesting. Fascinating. Anyway, those were all the enemies during the Cold War. And, uh, you know, then you had, uh, I guess, Pol Pot and all kinds of other people. And back in the day, Stalin, Lenin, uh, obviously Adolf Hitler. So for the last four years, we've actually had um, the enemy of the state uh, actually be the the acting and current president of the United States, uh, Donald J. Trump and his uh, his troika. Um, and that was a re- really unique narrative to to build, right? Uh, it's a hero narrative, right? You've got the man plundering and 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 radicalizing and um, you know, I mean, there's just so few hooks, and all the hooks have been debunked, like what happened in you know what happened anyway, I won't go into it. But isn't it funny to think of how how blown is your mind if uh, if if um, if Donald Trump was just a a paid actor who uh, played the part of a uh, because he was completely innocuous. There was no foreign wars, um, uh, assuming um, just making an assumption that coronavirus and COVID-19 is exactly as it's painted out to be. This was something that the entire world suffered all at once. If Even if we don't assume there was no nefarious Chinese or American or, you know, any, any type of uh, fuckery, assuming that everything went uh, just according to plan, uh, which is no plan because it was just an organic, um, if you will, um, movement from, from animal viral uh, animal virus to human virus jumping uh, from, you know, bats and... Uh... Hey, Google, what type of animal has giant scales? Pangolins. Here's a summary from the website en.wikipedia.org. Pangolins have large protective keratin scales covering their skin. They are only known mammals with... This feature, they live in hollow trees or burrows, depending on the species. Pangolins are nocturnal, and their diet consists mainly of ants and termites, which they capture using their long tongues. So pangolins. So let's assume pangolins and bats and wet markets and organic transmission and then global pandemic. Um Even still, even if there wasn't a pandemic, if there wasn't a pandemic, then Trump probably would have won the election because he did amazing work in the Middle East and the economy was just tug- chugging along and um, nobody had been disappeared or thrown into gulags. There were no FEMA camps. Um, and even though the entire country was burning uh, both in forest fires and in um, 
uh, city center um, protests and riots, uh, it seemed like people were pretty well able to stomach that. Even without that, he would have done an amazing job of moving um, the entire country further to the left. uh, It's resulted in more people... Uh, becoming organizers, it's become, uh, it's renewed the interest in, 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 in the power of unions. I mean, it's done, it's done a million things that, that are returning uh, America to the world uh, where it used to spend a lot more money on its people and itself. Um, hey, Google, what were the, what was the American Works Program? Sorry, I don't know how to help with that. Here are other things you can try. Huh, I forgot what it was called. Um, hey, Google, what are land-grant colleges? According to Wikipedia, a land-grant university is an institution of higher education in the United States designated by a state to receive the benefits of the Morrill Acts of 1862 and 1890. Hey Google, what were the Morrill Acts of 1862? According to Wikipedia, the Morrill Land Grant Acts are United States statutes that allowed for the creation of land-grant colleges in U.S. states using the proceeds of federal land sales. The Morrill Act of 1862 was enacted during the American Civil War and the Morrill Act of 1890. Oh, what was, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was when, uh, they tried to do it. Uh, oh, hey Google, what is the new deal? Here's a summary from Wikipedia. The New Deal was a series of programs, public work projects, financial reforms, and regulations enacted by President Franklin D. Roosevelt in the United States between 1933 and 1939. According to Wikipedia, the programs focused on what historians refer to as the three rupees, relief for the unemployed and poor, recovery of the economy back to normal levels, and reform of the financial system to prevent a repeat depression. Here's a summary from Wikipedia. The Works Progress Administration was an American New Deal agency, employing millions of job seekers to carry out public works projects, including the construction of public buildings and roads. It was established on May 6, 1935, by presidential order, as a key part of the Second New Deal. Here's a summary from Wikipedia. The Civilian Conservation Corps was a voluntary public work relief program that operated from 1933 to 1942 in the United States for unemployed, unmarried men ages 18 to 25 and eventually expanded to ages 17 to 28. Robert Fechner was the first director of this agency, succeeded by James McKenty following Fechner's death. So the uh, WPA is what I was trying to think of. So thank you. Um, the Green New Deal was named after it, right? And but it doesn't seem to be. It doesn't seem to have any of the awesome parts of the original New Deal, which is um, sending men, unmarried men young men all across the country, uh, paying for them to go to places and do uh, art and building and construction and development 
and cleaning and curating and uh, restoration and all kinds of amazing things. Even if it's making work, um, it's a works program, that's fine. That's an amazing way to spend money. Like right now, we spend all that money, what we call international development. And that international development money should be spent locally. I feel like money, I feel like nonprofits give money uh, where you don't have to pay so much to help a single person. I feel like uh, um, they want to go to places where you only need a dollar to feed someone a day as opposed to, you know, $20 a day to take care of an American family. It takes only a dollar a day to feed someone in, uh, in, in, you know, uh, somewhere deep in the Sahara. I don't know, but I feel like, uh, now that we'll see, maybe there's more of an interest to do that. Now, I mean, if the world is moving left, uh, the secondary effect of a progressive and socialist country is that they tend to spend more of the their earned money uh, that they, you know, that they develop through increased taxes. They tend to spend that at least partially on uh, on the population. Uh, who knows? Anyway, I've really gone off the tracks now. Um, we'll be back after the break. So wouldn't it be funny if Donald Trump was all a, a part of this and not even a dupe or a fool who wasn't in on that? Wouldn't it be funny if Donald Trump was actually a willing participant and did the did, did the acting of a lifetime? I mean, nobody at all could say that Donald Trump over the last four years wasn't blustery and arrogant and aloof, and and overly cocky, and strangely bizarre, and oftentimes eccentric, and full of hubris and pride, and and just, you know, I mean, I could see a director saying, "Okay, Trump, take those paper towels." And just throw them into the crowd of people in, in San Juan. Just throw the paper. Like, let's do something today that makes it seem more let them eat cake, let them eat cake than, you know. We need to do better than Nancy Pelosi. And we need to do, hey, Newsom. We need to do better than Governor Newsom. We need to do better. I mean, these guys are really, are really being real shitholes. We need to make these people look good. Um, so let's do even worse. Let's. We need to do more let them eat cake. We need to have more let them eat cake moments uh, because they can't help it. They 
they they're tone deaf um they're in vines and on tiktok uh talking about their fancy ice cream um and their 20,000 uh that they get out of their $20,000 uh freezers or uh they keep on getting caught at french laundry when they're supposed to be locked down come on donald you got to up it let's do a super spreader event action anyway i think it's a fun fun thought experiment well we'll see this is chris abraham season two episode nine chris cast we'll see what happens i mean i don't think there's uh Good chance at all that um, there will be um, a proper a proper accountability of Donald Trump. If they know it's good for him, they probably don't want to do that. Um, if you impeach him all the way, then that's not a very good way to treat someone who sacrificed for four years on your behalf. So the narrative tells me that um uh hey google what is the quote uh protests too much according to wikipedia the lady doth protest too much methinks is a line from the play hamlet by william shakespeare it is spoken by queen gertrude in response to the insincere overacting of a character in the play within a play created by prince hamlet to prove his uncle's guilt in the murder of his father the king of denmark so as part of my context, I would say that uh, this final coup de grace, this attempted coup de grace, hey Google, define coup de grace. Excusez-moi, je ne comprends pas. Hey Google, define coup de grace. Here's the definition of coup de grace. A final blow or shot given to kill a wounded person or animal. Here's the definition of dispatch. Send off to a destination or for a purpose. Anyway, um, yeah, there will no, the, the overacting thou doth protest too much is the, this final attempt at a après administration coup de gras. This final um, um, killing of Donald Trump's reputation forever. Um, and if it doesn't happen, which it surely can't, because there will never be 17 uh, Republicans that will um, be willing to turn coat, um, then this is just a an overacting, if you will, as the definition said, uh, that is to prove in no way that this was ever, you know, this is like the final, the final beating of the chair in the, in the, the, of, in the wrestling. This is, this is showing no mercy at the WWE and Lincoln Center, not Lincoln Center. Hey Google, what is the big sports arena in New York City? Madison Square Garden. 
On the website newyork.cbslocal.com, they say, Madison Square Garden. It's the world's most famous arena for a reason. That's what I meant. Um, the big the big fight between Joe Biden. It's a tag team. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris versus Donald Trump and Donald Trump's ego. And this last uh, impeachment is going to be the coup de grace um, that they won't actually get, but they are... Um, they are doing it on the way out, and it's one step too far, but it needs to be done in order to appease the crowd. And um, and that's all I have to say on the matter. When I come back, I'll tell you how you can connect with me and mock me and joke with me. Or, oh, by the way, um, I have no interest in committing suicide, so if this, uh, if this uh, episode, if I result... Um, uh, in any type of uh, of suicide, it was done by someone else. It was it was an assassination. I was suicided. Anyway, uh, right after the break. Hey there, welcome back. This is Chris Abraham, Chris Cast, season two, episode ten. This is the episode called um, Trump Was a Plant. I don't know what the title's going to be. I try to make the title as long as possible. But I'm really happy you were here. If you want to find me, I'm at chrisabraham.com. If you want to, um, my HQ for this podcast is anchor.fm slash chrisabraham. You can reach me at Chris Abraham on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can find me on, you can find this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, and uh, Stitcher and iHeartRadio and uh, iTunes, sorry, um, TuneIn, etc. Um, you can contact me. At Chris at Abraham.su. Uh, you, can, you can text me, WhatsApp me, Telegram me, uh, signal me, text me or call me at plus one, two oh two, three five two, five zero five one. If I don't recognize the incoming call, I won't pick up. You can leave a voice message. I'll see it on my Google Voice. Uh, translated into Inglay, Anglais. Um and uh, if you want an actual conversation, you can reach me at calendly.com slash chrisabraham slash 15. And at, then there you can, uh, we can schedule something, okay? Um, I would appreciate uh, subscribing, liking, thumbs upping, giving me all the stars, writing a comments or giving me a review because apparently that helps. Especially, especially, I think, subscriptions. If you're really game and want to support me, you can like and subscribe me at a multiple platforms. I'm all over the place, although some of them aren't up to date, so I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, merci beaucoup, a bientôt, tout à l'heure, hasta luego, um, hasta la próxima, tschüss, uh, tschüssi, uh, ciao. And uh, aloha. Bye-bye.